Hello, and welcome back to, may I say, another exciting episode of My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. And I am Andrea, but I am not conservative. You know? No, but he is my favorite conservative. Uh, <laughs> All right. So we were hoping to be streaming live on Rumble right now. We're not sure if that's happening. We're not quite clear, but we are live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube and Twitter. So please feel, feel free to interact with us uh, during this episode. All right. Okay. I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Uh okay. Well, is it okay to ask you a question <laughs> on the air live? Yeah. I'm a little scared. Go ahead. Okay. Ask me the question. All right. I am going to channel the great Ronald Reagan. Okay. Right. That's, that's a, tall order but okay it is indeed and okay yes i wish i could say my good friend but yeah we didn't know okay. each other you have to be louder please i will Thank okay you. so right. <laughs> in his closing remarks during the final presidential debate in 1980 against jimmy carter yes reagan famously asked the american people are you better off now than you were four years ago you started to actually do his voice. I did. I did. You did. I, I backed out of it. Okay. No, I, I know, but you can't start to do it and then back out. Okay. So just go for it. Say it one more time. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? Yes. I remember that. Very famous. I do. Okay. All right. So that leads into my next question. Okay. I know how you feel about Donald Trump. Yes. And my question is, will you vote for Donald Trump in 2024? If it is a Trump Biden contest. And before you answer that, the reason <laughs> I'm asking you is you exemplify a lot of voters out there right now, and you have a lot of influence in your spheres and here and, and elsewhere. I represent a lot of voters, you moderate do. left. You do, yeah. Okay. Where I, I think you're kind of upset with the Democrats, but your reaction to Trump might be a little more vocal or vociferous than mine. Yes. I, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't put myself in the never Trumper category, but I am not a fan. And would you like me to answer your question? Yes. Okay. I can't answer the first part about the better off four years, because I know we're going to come back to that. But um, if it comes down to Biden versus Trump, I'm just not one of those people who can vote for someone as a, like a vote against someone else. Do you know what I mean? Like a protest vote. Right. I have to actually genuinely believe in the person I'm voting for. Okay. So if it comes down to Biden, Trump again, I will do the same thing I did four years ago. Well, no, four years ago, I didn't vote. Maybe I won't vote. Maybe I will. I don't know. But I can't vote for either one of those. I don't want Biden and I don't want Trump. I think we can do better on both sides. And so and, and also, we live in a state where, let's be honest, when it comes to the presidential election, That'd my vote doesn't Alabama. matter. Alabama. Yeah, it's red. So it doesn't really matter how I vote. We're not in a swing state. It doesn't. But again, like I, the reason I wanted you to amplify on this is because of the, the sphere of influence that you do have. Okay. And you, you might not think you do, but you actually really do. <laughs> now, you know, me, I, you know, I have said before on this podcast, hello that I do like Ron DeSantis. Yes. Um, yeah. It's not going well it's for Mr. Not. DeSantis. No. Are we going down a DeSantis rabbit hole? No, but but okay. I, I think the reason I can understand where you're coming from is, to me, I think Donald Trump is the only one that could lose this election because of 
the feelings he brings out right. in the left and some moderate. So, all right. So you're you're not sure you would vote for Donald Trump? Possible, maybe if no, I just Hell said I would, I would not vote for Trump well, or well, Biden. I wouldn't vote for either one. Okay. Let's look at the last four years or three okay, and a half years. Okay, let's get back to your in. original question. Let's, Are you let's... better off today than you were? Correct. Okay. And, and let's see if this might not push you to, I might have to hold my tongue and vote for Donald Trump, but. Okay. All right. Well, let's take it one sector at a time. Okay. Okay. Right. So I know you, you wanted want to, to start with energy. Energy. Energy right, is, is energy. A, a, yeah, because that's something that really hits everybody. It does. Right? I agree. Yeah. And. And I'm just going to use like here in, in Birmingham, which um, is relatively cheap. Yeah, it is. So this is not right. This is not a national average. Correct. Correct. Okay, go ahead. But they're still relative in terms of the price increases sure. and whatnot. So gas prices, December of 2020, when Trump left office, it was a dollar eighty nine regular. Okay. Currently today, it's come down from its high, but it's still two ninety nine under Biden. And two ninety nine here in Alabama is very expensive for gas. It is. It yeah. is. I mean, I mean, that's. And up. these are the cheaper gas rates we're quoting. These right. are not the most expensive stations. Correct. And that, just on that, that's still up 58% yeah, from, from when, when Biden swore the oath of office right. on that. Diesel prices are pretty much the same thing. They were 305 here back when Trump left office. They're now 480. And I know around the country, they're well over seven or eight dollars in some places. It's okay. crazy. So that's, but a, that's up. 57%. So they're so it's similar. Almost identical. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know about you, but fuel uh, for a lot of people out there is a major component of their budget, right? Yes. It and, used to be of mine when I lived in Los Angeles, yeah, for sure. People yeah. who live in rural areas and have to drive long distances to work, I'm going to guess they didn't get a 58% raise this past That's year. a very yeah. good point. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, That's, wages are stagnant in many sectors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which all is about inflation. Okay. Right, which is, I think, Joe Biden's Achilles heel. Okay. Well, let's make sure that everyone knows the definition of inflation is when there are too many dollars chasing too few goods. You have a supply demand thing. And the only entity that can cause inflation is government. Correct. It's government. So when Trump left office in January of 2021, the inflation rate was 1.4%. One. 0.4. 1.4. Okay. <laughs> Currently under Joe Biden, right now, moment in time, uh, it's 3.3%. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a math genius, but even I know <laughs> that that's a huge increase and it's actually 135% increase. That's crazy. It is. Now that number, that 3.3% where it currently is, right? that doesn't reflect the high that we had uh, last year or year and a half ago of 9.6%. Yeah. Mean, yeah. And I, I just love how they're trying to take credit for low infr lower inflation now. But a couple of things really jumped out at me. Well, let's go back to, to comparing to Trump. Right. With Donald Trump in his complete term, four years in office. Okay. If you add each year together, the inflation rate, his total inflation rate was 8.4%. Okay. okay. Right now with Joe Biden, just under three years of to his total inflation rate is 17.6%. So Trump, four years, 8.4%. Biden, less than three years, 
seventeen point six. So by the by the no, end, wait. So I'm sorry. Where I'm looking at our notes, it says the inflation rate is up seventeen point six percent. That's comparing the eight point four to the nine point six, is it not? Correct. Okay. That that's no, 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 no. So very simply, under okay. Trump, total inflation was eight point four. Okay. Total inflation for Biden right now, adding his first three years or two and right. three quarter years together is 17.6%. Okay. All right. That's not so by the, by the time we get to the end of the hopefully last Biden administration, which okay. is current, <laughs> it's, it's going to be well over 20%. So you can look at Trump yeah. at eight, Biden at 20. Which one are you better off under? Right. Right. But doesn't right. the administration say that prices are coming down? They do. They're, they're actually kind of trying to fool the public because they're saying prices are coming down. No, they're not. Prices are not coming down. It's the rate of inflation. The rate of increase is coming down. So something that was had a 9% increase last year okay. and only has a 3% increase this year, the price didn't come down. It was just the amount that is going up is going to be a little bit slower. Okay. So okay. People get that mistake mistaken a long time because they see, hey, it's come down from 9%. Well, it's still going up, just not as fast as it was before. Okay. All That's... right. Uh, I just want to like take a little moment, like non sequitur here. Yes. <laughs> we are live on Rumble. Yay. Okay. Um, but ahead. our background is mirrored. So, boo. So we will fix that for next time. <laughs> just for our people on Rumble, like we know the American flag, it should be. We're not trying to like make a statement uh, by having American flag backwards. So... Um, well, that's but, upside down is the one you don't want. Yes. Right. Well, but still backwards. Okay. You know, we don't want anybody to, you know, anyway, that's for people who are watching, not just listening. All right. But, um, but I remember that Biden decided to fight inflation. He did. He did. Yes. Yes. So what you, you said earlier was inflation is too many dollars chasing too few goods. Right. So Biden decided to add more money to the economy. Yes. Yes. Under the guise of what's called the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA. Yes. He added $1.4 trillion into an economy that was already recovering from the pandemic and was starting to click by and and by the way, the the indefinitely the IRA. Yes, is, that's short for an inflation reduction act. Yes. Is is actually the Green New Deal, just with a different name to it. They kept trying to push through this Green New Deal. Right. Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Senator Joe Manchin, would not sign on to it because he realized how much it hurt his coal producing state. Yep. So all they did was change the name of it and he bought it hook, line and sinker and voted for it. And that's how it passed. <sighs> so, yeah. So you don't add more money into the economy to fight inflation. Because right. remember what we said earlier, what you said earlier, the only entity that can cause inflation is government. Is government. Yes. Correct. So we we did we had a fire going and we took lighter fluid and gasoline and poured it on there. So that's a good analogy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Yes. No. You look like you're gonna say something. No, no. <laughs> okay. I, I just know you have a, a great stat here. Well, I mean, so I wanted to look into how is this affecting average Americans out there? Right. And and everybody knows you know, how much money they have at the end of their paycheck. The statistic I was looking at a couple of them, the lowest 20% of workers. So the people that are on the lower end of the, the income uh, earnings are spending 80% of their income just for food and housing. That's it. That's not even gas. Right. right. I mean, I don't know how you make it in this country like that. 
also in the next 18 months, what's coming up in the future is all the Trump tax cuts that he got passed early in his administration will expire. Okay. And that includes the child tax care credit deduction is going to be cut in half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. That's for a lot of working people yeah, out there. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know if, if you want to go into any numbers or. No, go ahead. No. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But due to Biden's inflation, the average American family has lost $7,100 in purchasing power since he's been in office. $7,100 less purchasing power than when he, to me, that is a complete and utter failure. Yeah. And I'll give the next statistic because mm -hmm. I, I feel like we resonate with it. Americans are paying $680 more per month for basic necessities compared to two years ago. And, and that's according to Moody's Analytics Chief Economist, Mark Zandi. And, and I just want to say that again, Americans are paying $680 more per month for basic necessities. I know that we have seen that. I mean, and we are two people, two adults, no children, just two uh, pets, two fur babies. But so two adults, no children, and we are still like getting sticker shock from our grocery bills. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have like, we don't keep a lot of food. We don't cook a lot. We keep it pretty simple. And it's it's shocking every time. Yeah. One of the key things you said in there is the basic necessities. Right. And when you hear the inflation rate that's out there, that encompasses a lot of different things. That's but, true. But when you get down to the basic necessities, it is well into double digits. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of smaller things that add to that, that actually bring it down, but basic necessities costing us a heck of a lot more for All right. sure. But to top it off, here's, here's the kicker. Okay. Biden wants a three and a half trillion dollar increase in new taxes oh in his gosh. next budget proposal. Three and a half trillion. Now I'm, I'm a little older than a lot of people. Yeah, but I You're remember. Older than me. <laughs> I remember it wasn't that long ago, like I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, where the word "trillion" I never know. even came into anybody's it never vocabulary. Was even, I know it was well not related to an annual budget, right. right? It was. It was always they're trying to get a bill passed that was fifty billion dollars or two hundred billion was monstrous. Yeah, Trump was part of the problem with that too. Let's well, be honest. He that was. that was but, with the COVID stuff. And yes, but I think we need Trump. to get back on track. So yeah, for sure. Give for us sure. some examples of government interference. Well, yeah. where we're we're good intentions, right? Yeah, the yeah, the the old Biden's first week in office, he signed an executive order that will subsidize childcare in the US. And everybody thinks, "Oh, that's so nice. That's yeah. great, isn't it?" Well, what that has done, again, government putting money into a sector, it's going to raise the price of childcare. It's kind of like a college tuition. Yeah, thing. Correct. When they took it over, all of a sudden. But so you're hearing people that are spending sometimes 50% of their income for childcare. It's because the government got involved and started subsidizing it. You cannot do that. Now, just recently, this past week, Joe Biden decided to use the Defense Production <laughs> Act. Now, this is which an, I never heard of until. Yeah, this is yeah. an act that is meant for war right. or national emergencies where the president has the right or the ability to increase production of certain things like World War II, it was tanks and planes and that sort of thing. Right. 
Uh, unfortunately, Donald Trump used this for the first time outside of a war setting when COVID hit and right. he wanted to do ventilators and all kinds of things like that. And I get it. It was a great intention, but a lot of people were saying, please don't do this. You're going to set a precedent. Right. On and it. he so did. He did. So Joe Biden has now used this this past week for to to subsidize electric heat pumps. OK. <laughs> Under for the homeowners. Well, in general, for businesses, homeowners, okay. that's their thing, because this is part of that new green deal, right? Where they want everything electric, of which we have no idea how we're going to power all that. But that's right. another story. But by doing this, he's going to raise the price of, you know, electric heat pumps through the roof. And it's going to be unaffordable again. But again, using he's in a Defense Production Act. He somehow thinks that the war on climate change is an actual war okay okay it's not all right. all right so i think we should move on okay. from inflation all right and talk about um a subject where i feel like we're both on the exact same page border security ah uh, yes yes I, re I remember when uh when the the increase started happening of so many more people coming across every month and biden said the border crisis didn't begin overnight well you know actually it, it <laughs> was it began the day he was sworn into office because that was his one of his top priorities was to open the border. So, now, do you have numbers for us? Well, it is difficult to compare numbers because this administration keeps changing the meaning uh, of the words okay. where the, the language, if you will, on what is somebody who's been deported or apprehensions or that sort of thing. So, I don't think anybody can look at anybody else with a serious face and try to defend this policy, right? Well, wasn't Kamala the border czar? <laughs> wasn't she supposed to be? <laughs> yes. One of the most uninterested things she's ever done. She just refuses to do anything. Made a couple of idiotic speeches. I think went to an airport near the border at one right. point. Right. But, you know, Trump had, when Trump was in office, he did the remain in Mexico where people actually had to stay, stay in Mexico, in Mexico to, wait. to wait. Instead, what does Biden do? Brings everybody in, flies them all around the country. Now, mind you, during COVID, too, flying unvaccinated people all around the country. So it's estimated there there have been at least six and a half million illegal let into the country over the, yeah. during his term. I think that's way low. I, that's, think, that's way low. I think it's low, too. And yeah. I think... The other component to this that people need to remember, because because I understand this urge to help people. I mean, people come to America for a better life. So I really do. But I, I will say two things about that. One, an open border means you have no border. I'm not the first person to say that, but I just want to you know make sure I really stand firm on that. The other thing with the open border, the problem we're having, having is the amount of fentanyl yeah. that now is coming into our country from Mexico. I mean, it's just under Trump, the fentanyl deaths deaths in 2019 were 56,000. Yeah. Under Biden, and this is as of today, 2023, 110,000. Yeah. So that's that's 96% increase in fentanyl deaths. And that is directly related to the border. 
It yeah. really, really is. I feel like that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. And that's just the deaths. I mean, I think know. of the people that are addicted and how it just absolutely destroys their lives, if, even if they don't die yeah. or whatever. But yeah, how you can have a border policy like this and sleep at night is beyond me. Yeah. It really is. And then there's foreign policy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I, wait, wait, wait. Remember, Trump was the one that was going to get us into World War III and he and was crazy. I know. And, okay. Yeah. Where are we on our foreign policy, Andrea? Uh, well, you <laughs> go ahead and talk about the Afghanistan withdrawal. Yeah. Let's start with, start early. Yes. Right. Yes. In his administration, where. Is that in the first six months? It was, well, okay. So Trump had a plan to withdraw Americans. Right. That was going to happen. Correct. And but the caveat was, if a single hair on an American head was hurt, all deals were off. Well, Biden somehow tried to convince the American people that he was tied into this Trump deal that he had to get out. And Biden set the withdrawal date for wait for it, September 11th. So he, he wants to withdraw our forces symbolically on September 11th. It's hard to be that tone deaf. It really, yeah. that's Hillary Clinton-ish right there. Right. Shout okay. out to Hillary. Uh. <laughs> but so what happened, if you remember what happened in that first summer when he was in 2020. No, uh, that would have been 2021. Or excuse me, 2021. Thank yeah. you. 2021. All of a sudden, the Taliban and ISIS, everybody started immediately taking over yeah, uh, the entire country. Yeah. We got caught well, we, the administration got caught flat-footed, not realizing how quickly the entire country was going to fall. Right. And we lost 13 wonderful Americans at that airport. So. Yeah. And then the equipment too. We won't even get you know, into that. Only but, yeah. $83 billion worth of equipment, which okay. would have been nice to be able to send to Ukraine. Yeah. Right? And speaking, speaking of, which, of Ukraine. Yes. <laughs> another gem. Yes. Right? Would Putin have invaded <laughs> uh, Ukraine under Trump? Probably not. I'm going to say that's a hard no. Hard no? Okay. Right. All right. When, when did he make moves against Ukraine? Two times. Right. Once during the Obama administration when he took Crimea. That's right. That's right. And Obama wanted to send the Ukrainians blankets. <laughs> and again, Trump, Trump four now. years in office, nothing happened. Right. I yeah. know everybody got complacent. Oh, gee. Everything's settled in the Middle East and whatnot. And we don't have to worry about that anymore. Well, Biden takes over and... Yeah, it's interesting that you said complacent because mm -hmm. and flat footed, because I feel like uh, with everything that happened on October 7th in Israel, Israel got complacent and yeah. and was caught flat footed with um, with Hamas. Yeah. When you have longer periods of peace and prosperity, which we had under Trump. Right. People do get complacent that they just think that the government's on automatic pilot and it's like, OK, this will be fine no matter who we put in. So do you think Wrong. that um, Hamas would have attacked Israel if Trump were still in office? No. Yeah. I, no. I'm agreeing with you hard no. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, 100% no. Yeah. Safety yeah. safety through strength. Is that what Reagan peace said? Through strength. Peace through strength. Peace through strength. Okay. Yeah. And then there is your favorite category of all, <laughs> corruption. Ah, uh, the Biden family, crime family, right? Yeah. Yeah, whatever you want to call it, so... Yeah, I mean, the again, laptop was real. Just I yeah, think we all admit that now. But, but again, we're talking about what were you better off then to now? Okay, and and especially this kind of area here of 
Donald Trump was accused of everything. Yeah. Right. Including with Russia. Of everything. He's still. Excuse me. Including with Russia. You name it. Yeah. You know, P tapes, blah, 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 blah. Everything proven false. Yes. Here we've got the Biden crime family with what? Over 20 shell companies, money being paid out to grandchildren and yeah. whatnot from foreign sources. So, yeah, uh, you know, this is still developing, obviously. And I think you're going to see some moves this week and more subpoenas and things like that. So, um, all right. It, I know you have a question to ask me. I do. Yes. Having we just laid all this out, is there a tiny chance, <laughs> a tiny chance that you might think, hey, you know what? 2019 was a great year. I'd really like to go back to that. And if I to do that, I probably need to vote for Donald Trump. Would you possibly have that on the table? Before I answer your question, yeah, I just want to say we are live on Rumble. Yay, that worked. Um, we're hoping the sound and everything is great too. And if it looks like I'm constantly picking at my face, it's because our cat is in my lap and her <laughs> hair just flies onto my face and my makeup. So yes, I am pulling like pieces of cat hair off my face. So uh, for our audio listeners, uh, you don't have to see this. So it's good for you. <laughs> Um, okay, so here's what I will say to that. It would still feel so, I don't want to say natural or wrong. Dirty. No, no, it would just, <laughs> it, I would still feel kind of eh, like unhappy if I were to vote for Trump. What policy? No, of, I haven't done, I'm what, not done. Oh, please continue. Thank you. Okay. However, if it came down to Trump and Biden, and again, please, we can do better on both sides, people. We can, we can, we can, we can, we can. There are other options. We all know it, even on the Democratic side. We know there are other options. So if it came down to Biden versus Trump, and if we lived in a true swing state or a swing state, a borderline swing state, you know, of any kind, then yes, I would vote for Trump. <laughs> Yeah, I, I still it still feels more like a vote against Biden, which I don't like. I don't like voting for someone because it's sort of like a protest vote. But if I had to choose if we lived in a swing state where my vote mattered, we don't live in a swing state. We live in a very red state. We already know that whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whomever, that person's going to get Alabama as far as electoral college goes. But correct, you have pushed me a little bit further or is it farther distance farther? down the line. Okay. Mission accomplished or <laughs> partial mission accomplished. Partial mission. Yes. Okay. Winning a battle. Haven't won the war yet. Yes. So. No, you have not. No, okay. I'm not. Again, I'm not just, I'm not, um, I, I don't, I'm not anti-Trump. I don't have Trump derangement syndrome, which is going to lead very nicely into our next segment. Ah, uh, yes. And, um, I, I'm not, I'm not like rah, 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 MAGA either. I'm truly a like left of center, moderate who leans very libertarian. Okay. Okay. All right. Now to our favorite fun segment, This Week and Woke. Ah, yes, yes. Speaking of Trump derangement syndrome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. From our friend uh, Mike Miller over at Red State. All right. Uh, we'll great... tag you, Mike. Put in the show notes. Yeah. Appreciate it. <clears throat> Let's read the headline, shall we? Yes. Hollywood Looney Tune. Kathy Griffin claims she has Trump-caused PTSD, moves like a cow, to cope with it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Read. Right, I'm going to put, put, put my glasses on to yes. this one here. So, comedian Kathy Griffin is certifiably deranged. 
the bitterly obsessed Trump derangement syndrome afflicted leftist says she meows like a kitten and moves like a cow during therapy sessions in an attempt to get Donald Trump out of her head. The attention starved has been recently announced that she has been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, which she claims was triggered by Trump's presidency. Now, mind you, he hasn't been president for three years. Okay. Here's the quote, shall we? Yes. I get on all fours like a kitty cat, and then I arch my back, and I'm instructed by my teacher to say the word meow. I feel like a effing fool, but I do it. And then I unarch my back, and I wait for it. I moo like a cow. PTSD is a bitch, and when I get PTSD attacks, I can't stop vomiting. So I have to meow like a kitty and moo like a cow. I'm going to effing do it. So this is a woman who is still afflicted, air quotes, Glasses are by, making noise. by Donald Trump. <sighs> okay, you're not getting the background, get? which I know you want to give. Well, I think we all know how Kathy Griffin's biggest rise to fame was during Trump's presidency. Early on, very early. Yeah, 2017, I think. Yeah, it afflicted her early. Uh, holding up a or a severed head, bloody severed head of the current president at that time, Donald Trump. Yes. And I, caveat, I'm a big Kathy Griffin fan. And I believe her, first of all, comedians, their job is to push it to the edge. And my favorite comedians do. And I'm not saying what she did was funny, but I do believe her when she said she truly meant it as a joke. And um, I'm not, again, I'm not saying, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it was okay. Um, but I do believe her when she said, I mean, the, the blood was ketchup. I mean, I do believe that it meant, it was meant to be a joke. And it was not taken as such. It was taken as a real threat on President Trump. And that's fair. And, um, and her career significantly suffered from it. I mean, she really was canceled, I think, before we were using that word all the time. Let's play what ifism. Okay. Let's play what ifism. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go back to the previous president, Barack Obama. Yes. And a prominent conservative comedian held up a severed head of Barack Obama. That person would be still serving time in jail. Uh, maybe, but I mean, because that's okay, a hate for, crime. Okay. Say. Well, it's a hate crime. <laughs> Because Obama's a minority. Now you're right. Now so. you're talking same fruit, but apples and oranges. That's not the same comparison. Okay. And and we're not going to debate whether a hate crime should that exist or not. Let's not do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Okay. okay. But what I'm saying is her ability to perform in the US, she wasn't able to book a live tour for five years, I believe it was. She finally just recently, I think, had her first live show since it all happened. She was canceled. Um, it did affect her career. It did affect her income. And I do believe she meant it as a joke. Again, I'm not saying it was appropriate. I'm not saying she thought it through. Clearly, she did not. Um, but 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 she was on the no-fly list. I mean, she. you're right. If someone had done that to President Obama, they would probably still be in jail, and she's not. Uh, but I, I'm just saying that she did pay for it. Now, can I go back? Do you want to respond to that before I go back to the actual statement of This Week in Woke? Sure. So she's in Hollywood. 
and she understands that there are a lot of nut job stalkers, that sort of thing that are yeah. prevalent in that business. And in, you know, politics is Hollywood for ugly people, right? <laughs> so don't tell that to Nikki Haley, but keep well, going. So she doesn't understand that by holding up a severed head, that might give some mentally deranged people a possible, I don't know, trigger point. I'm not saying will. she had good judgment. Yeah. Okay. She's an idiot. I know you like her. I think, I, I don't she's think funny. she's funny. She wasn't funny on Seinfeld, which was important. Uh, okay. That has nothing to do with it. Have you no. ever watched her stand up? Yeah. And no, it's, you haven't. It's, I think, I've, I think ever... I've seen one thing years and yes, years ago. You watched her she's a D-list celebrity trying to pretend that she's an A-lister. So No, she's not trying to pretend. She knows she's a D-lister. Um, not so, a fan. Okay. I know you're not a fan. Wasn't okay. a fan before the severed end. Okay. Oh, Thank you. God. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do want to go back to, we, and we are going mm -hmm. to credit Red State and everything, but I, I did look at the article on Red State. Okay. And I looked because I wanted to see where this citation came from, from Kathy Griffin. And it was from another article. Um, I forget the source of that. We're not going to do a source within a source, but I read the whole thing. And here's the thing. She's talking about cat cow, which is a common pose in yoga and asana. It's a way to work um, out your flexibility, helps your back. If her therapist is saying to, and, and when you do this cat cow and yoga, you don't moo like a cow and you don't meow like a kitty. If her therapist is telling her to do that, I just want to say that that is not the way it's done in yoga. That's not normal. I'm a 500 hour certified yoga teacher, even though I don't teach yoga, but I wonder, there's a part of me that said, wonders if she just said that to be, um, to exaggerate, mm -hmm. you know, like, again, I, I almost wonder if she just said that as a joke. Um, but who knows, you know, I'm just saying that's, that's not normal, but if it helps her deal with her stress, I don't well, care. To claim to have PTSD because of Donald Trump was the president of the United States. Honey, I think a lot of people claim that, that. she's certifiable when, well, and they, they're certifiable. Well, tr Trump does like it. I, I did hear him in Iowa where he said they named a disease after him. Yeah. Well, actually, that started with Bush. That was there was a BDS, Bush derangement syndrome that started because Bush was Hitler and blah, blah, blah. And now everybody would love Bush. now. Oh, well, yeah, the left would love having George Bush back way more than a Donald Trump. So. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That All was. right. So OK, I, that I, was fun. I yes, yes, I think it was fun. And um I do want to apologize, especially if you're watching live to our viewers. Last week, Edward had the cold and was kind of low energy. He gave it to I me. I gave you a gift. Yes, you're he welcome. did. He gave me the cold. So I'm a little stuffed up, a little hard to hear. And so I apologize if I have low energy. But I do thank you for joining us today. And I'm so happy that we are now live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. And yes, we finally figured it out. We are live on Rumble. Yeah. So please join us most Sundays. In fact, I think for the rest of the year, we will be here every Sunday at uh, 12 p.m. our time. And if you don't know what that means, that means 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern. If you're listening to the podcast, which always drops the next morning, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening right now. And soon, now that we know we can go live on Rumble, we will have a locals community. We'll keep you posted on that. And learn more and follow us on all socials. We are really blowing up on Instagram and my favorite conservative dot show. Amen. That and is my favorite conservative dot show. Next week, I 
think we're probably going to do the DeSantis Newsom debate. Yeah. That is coming up this Thursday, the 30th. At what time? Uh, nine o'clock Eastern. Where are they doing it? Uh, Hannity's doing it somewhere. I forget where. Probably the East Coast. Uh, either that or Central. I forget. Oh, okay. I forget All where right. he said he was going to do it. But it's interesting because Andrea has spent a significant portion <laughs> of her life in California. Yes, over 20 years. I have spent over 50 years of my life in florida so so we have back. a we, yeah, we have a lot of insights that we can provide for that so please join us all right see you next week thank you bye bye